Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by Jacob Sanderson here on a Thursday morning as we break down the main NFL daily fantasy slate for week 11, the season absolutely flying by we got a lot of good games this week man we have we have uh we have emerged from the depths of of hell that was the i mean the week nine slate was like unreal we have miami returning to the main slate we have uh you know to to the cowboys with the billion point team total the lions at home we got arizona and houston like they're the, the nfl despite itself is actually trying to be fun. I think this week, and and, I mean, imagine if Philadelphia and Kansas city was on the main slate, we'd really be by there. I know. Well, it helps when the Patriots are on by. Oh God, they are. They are. Did you you enjoy that uh, Sunday morning game? I I literally didn't watch a snap. Literally, literally (laughs) did not. I was, I'm not watching, I'm not watching Indianapolis, you know, uh, (laughs) because Indy, when they're playing with that lead, like they weren't trying to open it up. They were like, sure, we'll just give no. Jonathan Taylor three care, like three <laughs> yards per carry. Doesn't no, they scored us. a touchdown on their first drive and they were like, that's all we need. And they were right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's just begin. Let's just, just start yeah. the Dallas football Cowboys at the Carolina Panthers. They have the Woo. second highest team total of the third highest team total of the slate right behind Uh, The Houston Texans trailing only the Miami Dolphins. Tony Pollard projects for a billion points. (laughs) Actually, you know what? I got to hand it to all of our friends who do projections out there in the world. They are, they're limiting themselves now. I see Pollard. finally dialed them back. Yeah. I see about 17 points, 16 points, depending on if you're looking at ECR or wherever. Yeah. I mean, in this spot, this spot three weeks ago, it definitely would have been 20. I think what they are doing in this spot, basically. Yeah, I think basically what uh, I am not doing projections this year. I used to do projections. My guess is this is what they've done. They've given about 10% of the work more to Mr. Dowdle. They have decreased Pollard's yards per carry like on his own. They've regressed him, you know, maybe even below league average to this point. And they have also um, increased the amount of team touchdowns that come via the pass. So they're not they're not like yeah. making Tony Pollard Najee Harris just yet, but it's definitely heading that direction. Um, also, I I mean I do think that people this this will actually be the week that he will not be clicked. I think he will be eight to ten percent instead of twenty to thirty percent in in contest. What are you, what are you doing with that? I, I mean I believe that like it's at this point 
like I don't know like how do you how do you click them like it's just tough to do right it's just it's just getting it's just getting defeatist um well honestly I actually thought he looked pretty good this week like he had a couple of carries like the one where the Ferguson touchdown happened he got a carry on the 20 he had like a really nice like 15 yard run then they gave him a, then they gave him a carry at the five and he like got stuffed like the one inch line but it was like a good carry he got from the five down to, like, I thought the he inch. was in I thought he was in honestly yeah, I thought it was pretty close. And then when they got down to the inch, I was like, okay, like this is the one. Like they're obviously just going to give it to him, like just to kind of let him score. Like who's hurting? Like if he doesn't get it, they'll just QB sneak it anyway. And they were like, nope, <laughs> play action to to turn Ferguson. And I was like, oh man, like <laughs> they don't even care. Like they don't even care about his feelings. Um, so yeah, I mean, the reality is at this point, it's like whether or not he's good, bad ugly in between whatever it's like he's just kind of been de-emphasized right like he's still getting the 80 percent snap share before the game is out of hand like i saw people citing the dowdle stats whenever like all dowdle's production he had like four carries and then he had a bunch of garbage time points in the fourth quarter i'm not like concerned about rico dowdle taking over the backfield but i i am i actually am um i i think i think it is no, I think Rico Dowdle could just be Jalen Warren. Like, not that Rico Dowdle is special in the same way that Jalen Warren's. I, I still actually do not believe Jalen Warren is that special. But Rico Dowdle could totally Najee Pollard, where it's just like he's getting enough work that Pollard doesn't have access to a ceiling anymore because he's not efficient enough. Uh, I mean, it's possible. I, I just say, like, we don't we haven't really seen any evidence of that yet. Like, the Rico Dowdle production. Like I actually started Rico Dowdle in a league this week. Um, it, it was like a must win game. And I started Dak and Rico against Pollard. And it was like, oh man, I don't even want to win like this. Like this is, this is not satisfying, but I, I think if Rico has a big week this week. It's going to probably be in the fourth quarter. Um, with Pollard, it's just, you know, he's being de- he's being deprioritized, right? Like at the end of the day, it's not a coincidence. Like the, the offense can choose to, draw plays for whoever they want right like ben always talks about players not plays and it's like they're they're prioritizing ways to get the ball in the hands of cd lamb they're even prioritizing ways to get the ball in the hands of jake ferguson they're they're not doing that with pollard right like if they if they wanted to they could be like look pollard's a playmaker these inside carries aren't really working we're gonna find a way to throw him five screens we're gonna throw him you know we're gonna give him a bunch of toss plays all that stuff but they're not doing that. They're just like, look, we'll run the ball when we feel like we have to run the ball and we don't really care otherwise. Like, and and who can blame them, right? Like Dak Prescott's absolutely dealing. So do I think that he's eventually just gonna like get some touchdowns by osmosis? For sure. Like this is not gonna continue where he's like expected for nine touchdowns and scores two. But yeah, I don't think that the regression is gonna hit to like the 20 to 25 point range because you know, early in the year. He was being prioritized in the offense. They were like, we're going to feed him. We're going to feed him like a ton. We're going to get him involved in the offense. He's a key playmaker in the offense. They're not treating him that way anymore. That is true. I I think I probably can't go there. I think there are enough good running back plays. I, I reserve the right to change my mind by Sunday morning. Um, Dallas passing game stuff. I mean, every week it is one of the highest passing like i just don't know if you yeah. find a higher ceiling than the uh the combination of dak and cd and as they showed last week, 9200 cd wow that's cool yeah and and i think the a the fact that cooper cup is 8100 and that tyreek is right there next to him will, will totally keep yeah. his ownership from being anything we'll, representing we'll out of control and 
Thielen is back as a play this week because the only time he gets there is when the Panthers are getting absolutely shit pumped and I, they are they are gonna get they are gonna get smoked this week. So I think Thielen is back in play. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, uh, that's all I got. That's all I got here. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not gold starring anyone from this game. Uh, I think there are better games: Chicago, Detroit, Arizona, Houston, to keep you from like. And again, I mean, maybe we say this and Dak CD just wins the Millionaire Maker for the fourth week in a row, but there, there's enough. Also, the fact that this is like an outdoors game against a team, like a road game, you know, teams tend to right. play that spot a little bit more conservatively. Like, I think had that Giants game been on the road, I don't think we would have seen Michael Gallup catching 41-yard bombs up 30 points in the fourth quarter. That, that's, a, that's my guess. I probably agree with that. Um, but I think, yeah, you can do it because it's we've seen it now in the L.A. game. We've seen it now in the Giants game that Dallas is not afraid of just like passing until the game becomes literally out of control. Right. Like this is this is now how it goes. Like they they pass for all the touchdowns and then they pull the starters. So Pollard both <laughs> is 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 losing to Dak and then losing to Dell. <laughs> so it's uh, it's tough. Uh, yeah, the nice thing is we don't have to care who's leading the Carolina backfield this week because you're not playing either of them in a million years. Yeah, I, I think that I think that seems legit. All right, the next game, man, I don't know if we literally have to talk about it. Pittsburgh at, at Cleveland. I, I guess Jerome next. Ford. Jer, Jerome Ford is fine. Jerome Ford's fine. Yeah. That's it. That's all cool. I got. Yeah. Literally, literally no plays from this game. You can play like in Joku if you really want to, I guess. No, I think tight ends way too deep. There are too many tight ends okay. that project good this week. Like I, I'd rather play Michael Mayer at whatever he will be owned than than David and Joku. You can play either uh, defense. Oh yeah, sure. The defenses are <laughs> the defenses will both get like twelve probably. Uh, okay, yeah. Chicago at Detroit. This is my this is my get. Uh, this is my guess for the spot that wins the Millionaire Maker this week. Like Justin Fields, Cole Komet. Jameer Gibbs and Amon Ross St. Brown or whatever. I mean, all these guys, Gibbs is going to be, people are going to play Gibbs in cash. People are going to play St. Brown in cash. So that means their ownership will be super high as it pertains to the Montgomery Gibbs thing. I definitely, my position would be, you don't put the Gibbs lightning back in the bottle. However, Montgomery is still going to get Montgomery stuff, you know, like, like there was that Josh, Josh Norris posted that clip of, Montgomery saying he basically gave Jameer Gibbs the touchdown, like asked, like he he was coming in the game and then he went to him, Jameer Gibbs and said, do you, you know, do you want this touchdown? And Gibbs said, yes. So he, he Montgomery subbed himself out. Um, I mean, then Jameer Gibbs also got another goal line series where he got like three carries on it. Right. Yeah. Well, because that, so I think, I think the way they're doing it is they're just giving them series at this point. That's right. right. So, so I don't know. Like I'm, I, I'm not going to say Dave Montgomery's a liar, um, but it does seem to be like the way they did it in that game was just, you got to drive, 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 which is great. Like, I mean, they, they just produce so much running back expected fantasy points, right. Yes. Where it's like totally fine. Like it's, you know, I mean, I think we hit this, spot like really well last week where it was like they're gonna probably have 30 to 40 running back fantasy points actually had more than that um so why is nobody like why is everybody paralyzed from trying to pick which one to play like just pick pick one frankly pick both if you want to so i agree especially in this spot against chicago like they're gonna they're gonna run all over this team so i think you can play easily uh 
either Jimmy or Gibbs or David Montgomery. It looks like people are going to play Gibbs. It looks like people aren't going to play Montgomery. So I will definitely play some Gibbs, but I'll like a hundred percent. If I can get David Montgomery at like 1%, like he's going to, he's going to play half the snaps in this game. He's going to get a ton of carries. There's, they're, they're probably going to score. I mean, home to Chicago, they're going to score. They could easily score five or six touchdowns in this game. Why can't Montgomery have two of them? So um, I'm definitely excited about getting the chance to play these running backs each week. Like this is, you know, we're getting the Ingram Camara dream that we had like hypothesized all summer. It's actually happening. Yeah. I mean, it's really not that dissimilar to their backfield literally last year where DeAndre Swift averaged, I think, 13.8 PPR points per game when he came back from injury playing 35% of the snaps. It's just the roles are reversed where the the Swift guys playing more of the snaps, but the Jamal Williams role plays less of the snaps, but gets the ball more often when he's on the field. Like That's basically what is there and there's no justin jackson playing third downs yes no justin jackson playing third downs that's a big deal uh laporta yeah. seems like the guy who's most likely to get forgotten about here yeah that's cheaper Komet is a good pair with fields i think people would, will rather play fields uh than goff which is totally understandable because fields can go absolutely nuclear here in a way i mean goff Goff was in a game that scored, what, 75 points last week or whatever, and I think he got 24 on DraftKings. Like, it's just kind of the nature of the business for the Detroit Lions. So I I, I like this game more than Houston-Arizona because I think it's a little bit harder to build because there's not a Rondell Moore, Michael Wilson, uh, you know, whoever. The Texans might have a couple cheap guys because Noah Brown and – uh one of their other guys didn't practice i can't remember if it was nico or tank but but noah right. didn't practice and one of the other guys didn't practice on wednesday i mean that's kind of like what we were talking about just last week right we we're like we want to get into this lions chargers game it's going to be kind of awkward to build we'll kind of keep the ownership down right so i mean that was the teams that did well for me last week was the sam howell with this game layered over top right yeah. um so i think it's yeah, the lines are, are going to be expensive because it's so consolidated, but that makes them really cool to play. So I, I definitely want to be playing a ton of lines in the spot, and um, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, the field the fields play is pretty interesting too. I you think you think he'll end up owned or or not? Definitely, he will end up owned, but not as much as he would like. So like Allen will get I mean, you know five to eight percent because he's Josh Allen. Dak will be fairly popular because he's been so good. Goff will definitely be more owned because he's projected for more points and less expensive. Tua will will get a good bit. Howell, mm-hmm. I mean, Howell is going to get not as much as, as projections are saying right now because people will go to build their lineups and be like, the commanders are not dropping back 97 times versus the Giants. But I actually think early ownership projections are wrong right now. I think Kyler is going to yeah. end up being the most owned quarterback in these contests. I buy that. Yeah. I buy that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chargers, Green Bay. I mean, Keenan is banged up. Didn't practice on Wednesday. Jalen Guyton is is the second most projected uh, points per dollar guy behind Rondale. He's going to get owned. But I mean, Quentin, our our boy, our boy QJ, who like had like such a bad game, but did score a touchdown last week. He's forty two hundred. Yeah. He played. He was out there the whole game. Whole game. He was out there. Parham didn't practice on Wednesday. Everett suffered a back injury in that game. I mean, Keenan is going to get, or not Keenan, Quinton is going to get his opportunity to to be on the field. I don't know if I will, 
I played Quentin in every lineup last week. I will probably do it again this week. I'm not flag planning it because I don't want it on the record, but and then the, the Packers, I mean, what do you do? What do you do with the Packers, man? You ignore them. I I get I mean <laughs> the the Chargers have become USC level on defense. I mean, they they are they are yeah. like one of the worst defenses I have ever seen. Aaron Jones is getting in like optimal builds. I wonder if people follow that over to tournaments. I wonder if it's one of those like, you know, people play him in cash but don't play him in tournaments things. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I like. I don't know. Maybe maybe this will bite me. But who on the Packers is like hurting me with thirty? I'll play Luke Musgrave. Like, sure, why why not? I'll play a tight end. But I mean, Dobbs like, Dobbs could because I I wonder if we're heading into the point of Christian Watson playing so bad that they just stop playing him. I don't think so. I, I mean, he's like, but who's playing good, right? Like, it's not like like Romeo Dobbs is leaving points all over the field every week too. Like they, frankly, Jaden Reed's probably the guy who's playing the best, right? Maybe you play him if you want. Um, but Dontavian Wicks plays a lot too. Like they actually rotate four wide receivers through. Or something so like that's that's either. what I'm saying is is you start just saying Dobbs is playing. Dobbs is Dobbs is Devonte Adams now. Dobbs is Dobbs is. But playing. he's not. He sucks. He's playing pretty good, man. Yeah, is he? That, like, cause he has he has like an end zone drop weekly. Well, yes. I mean, he's he's up to six touchdowns on the year, and he the the his deep touchdown catch last week was really good. It was a, it was a very strong yeah. play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's Watson. I just think they're gonna keep rotating four guys personally. Like, I I, I mean, and Watson's still the guy who's gonna run a lot of those deep routes, like. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's just a Jordan Love is bad, and they have four wide receivers who all get the ball, plus a tight end who gets the ball, and running backs that they throw to. Like, it's just it's like a seven-way distributed target tree from one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Like, it's just a tough play spot. You you can play Aaron Jones if you want. I, I don't know. Am I going to play a Packer? Like, the Aaron Jones played two weeks ago when no one was playing him was cool. It was like, okay, talented player. Nobody's playing him in this spot gonna get the green light usage it's like all right like i don't know do you want to play a packer that's like 15 percent owned no no i really i'm really really not all that really not all that interested in that this i mean this game sucks whatever i i guess like eckler is a chargers good will chargers will be fine like you can play whatever charges you want i would just play all i would just play chargers you're not playing a chargers tight end anyway so if i played a Chargers stack i would just use musgrave as the bring back yeah, I, I think that I think that is reasonable. All right, Arizona and Houston. This is, uh, I mean, I think this is the best game of the week for fantasy because of the combination of total, uh, dome. Kyler looks like Kyler looked awesome. Kyler looked way better. That run than was I thought so much was, fun. Yes, it was. I mean, that was vintage. That was vintage yeah. Kyler. C.J. Stroud. I mean, people are are crowning him. You know, it's this dude. This dude going to get MVP votes. I'm crowning uh, him. Yeah. I, I tweeted that he's that he has the third best chance of any living person to be considered the greatest quarterback of all time at the end of his career. I mean, that is, um, you know, that is that is quite that is unreal. I I don't I don't know if I don't know if I can get with that, but I mean, like all these dudes, I guess the interesting thing there are a couple interesting things. So the first being, does Damian Pierce play? If he doesn't, what do you do with Devin Singletary? Noah Brown didn't practice on Wednesday. But assuming that Woods, Brown, Dell, and Nico are all in, 
What he goes for sure guys? playing. He said that he's playing. Well, maybe that okay. doesn't mean he's for sure playing. And but. he's 6,700, <laughs> so it's like they did price a, him up. You're paying for him. Yeah. Why is yeah. he 800 more than Tank Dell? Okay, I guess that makes him a good play, right? Because because he's like Dell's clearly a better play at 5,900. He's better and he's cheaper and he's not hurt. Um, but Nico at 6,700 probably draws like no ownership. Like and none. yeah. I mean, my big takeaway from this Noah Brown experience is that CJ Stroud is just like Peyton Manning reincarnated. So it's like, it doesn't matter who you throw out there. Like in a given week, Austin Collie could have 10 catches for 120 yards and a touchdown. Blair White could be the highest scoring receiver on the slate. Like, you know, so. Yeah, this has never translated for Mahomes though, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, part of it is the rotation, I think, of receivers that they... I actually think it's just how Kansas City calls plays. I think it's just that they are so comfortable throwing the ball to nine guys, you know, like literally having nine or ten players with a reception. But yeah, like MVS, we have never never played MVS to the degree to which people are going to play Noah Brown this week. No, but I also, like, I don't know, I think that... I think that if the Chiefs just decided this week and for the rest of the season, like we're picking three receivers and they're all playing 90% of the routes. Like, I think that would be very good for their fantasy value, right? It's, it's just hard when they, when they have these crappy receivers who also play partial snap shares all the time that, and I don't know, Mahomes, they do weird stuff, running backs, whatever. I mean, that's the one thing they don't really throw the running back ever in Houston either. So it's only Schultz and it's only the receivers. Um, yeah, I think with that, like, I guess what that's telling me anyway is that, like, we know Noah Brown's bad, right? Like, there's some, like, reasonable doubt about Nico Collins, who's pretty good for two years, kind of okay. Okay, he could take a leap in third year. Tank Dell, you know, what was he as a prospect? We don't really know. He could be great. Why not? Like, Noah Brown ran, like, 500 routes last year with a top 10 quarterback in the NFL and sucked. So, I, I don't think that Noah Brown has, like, some sort of talent that's been unlocked. I, I just think, like, C.J. Stroud is just making this guy a thing. So to me, Nico Collins comes back. It's like, why couldn't it be him at 1% owned at 6,700? So I would totally play him. But I think it's probably a four-man rotation, right? Like, I don't think you can just, like, you probably can't put the Noah Brown, uh, what was the Trump quote? You can't put the genie back in the box. Um, And then maybe they do it with Robert Woods, but I just don't think that they have the heart to not play Robert Woods. No, Robert Woods is playing. Robert Woods is yeah. playing. It Noah Brown stuff will come at the expense of Nico. They it will be yeah. it will be like I mean they'll all play. The thing is about a four wide receiver rotation is if it's actually just four guys, there's enough meat on the bone for all of them. It would be if Xavier Hutchinson or John Mechie or whatever also was getting twenty percent of the routes that it would become a problem. Which I think that won't. I think that won't happen. I think that they'll I think that they'll find a way to snip them. I think they'll be like, okay, Woods, you can still play 70% of the routes because you, I don't know, bring veteran leadership or whatever. Um, and and then, you know, Nico is probably gonna be like 70% routes and Noah Brown's probably gonna be about the same, and Dell's probably gonna run the most routes. Yeah. All right. Uh on the Arizona side, I mean Tyler, great play. I, I think you could just play him with McBride. You could bring like I, I actually think this is a total case of good chalk. Like Kyler Murray should be seventy seven hundred dollars on DraftKings. He if he didn't if Clayton Toon didn't steal that tush push, we are looking at like a massive fantasy explosion from Kyler in his first game back. 
uh, Hollywood dropped a touchdown, had a 40 yard oh. touchdown in his well, hands. I don't know if it was a drop. I, I, it was a touchdown. It, it was a hell of an effort. Like Kyler yeah. threw it by five yards and then he ran like Barry Allen to try and corral it and was sure. like, just unsuccessful. Yeah. Um, my my call for this game is that Michael Wilson is the, you know, Rondale's chalk. Hollywood will get owned because he's Michael always. Wilson's going to be owned too. I don't think he's going to be that owned though. Like I think I'm looking Rondale... at 21% projected ownership on Michael. Okay. Wilson. That's, that's bad. That is, uh, that's, that's not good. You can't, you, I, if he's like 10%, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I, this is my issue with this game. I would love to do it. I'm staring at, I mean, look, it's Thursday. So I'm, I promise you that whatever I'm telling you is the case on Thursday. If you're listening to this on Saturday, I'm guarantee you it's no longer the case, but I'm staring at 29% Trey McBride. 19% Hollywood Brown, 14% Kyler, 16% Rondale, 21% Wilson, 16% Connor. It's it's tough when you have to play a stack that every single piece of it is 15% owned or more. Um, maybe that's not the case, but I kind of think it will be. Like I think that every one of these plays is really interesting. I agree with you. Kyler's going to be the most owned quarterback on the slate. Everybody would want to double stack him. So it's like you're going to pick two. Maybe it becomes a scenario where everybody clicks McBride. So then you're only clicking one of Hollywood, Rondale, and Wilson. Um, and that kind of keeps the rest of the gang down. But I still think they're going to be pretty darn owned. Uh, and I guess what I would do then is, is if I'm playing that, I think you then can't play like Dell or Singletary, like the really owned Texans, right? If you're playing yeah, you the Tyler play, Double play, and everyone's 15% owned, you just got to... Yeah, you got to stick it or, out on the or, tail. You got to play Nico Brown or Woods. Or Robert Woods. Yeah. Yeah. All of which is fine by me. I do think, like, overstacking this game is the right way to do it. Or, I mean, yeah, also, you could, just do, you could just do something like, all right, I'm playing Pollard on this team. I'm playing uh, McCaffrey on this team. I'm playing David Montgomery on this team. I'm playing... Khalil Herbert, like you just just play yeah. one other guy who's really who's really unique. I think I think that's a fine way to do it. All Holy. right, the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, pending the specifications of this Zay Jones domestic violence thing, which we don't know. Uh, I did I did some research this morning because uh, Liam has this theory that Zay Jones is very important to Calvin Ridley and that Calvin Ridley can't score points when Zay Jones is not in the lineup. <laughs> So what Doug Peterson said yesterday morning to reporters is we're still gathering information, but as of right now, we're treating him day to day. We haven't made any determinations. I don't know anything about the specifics of the domestic violence thing. Uh, It sounds like Zay Jones is healthy and that they plan on playing him if he's not arrested or whatever. So I don't do whatever with that. What you want. I would say the, Jaguars are pretty primed for Trevor Lawrence to finally shut the haters up, you know, because like the, the Trevor Lawrence actually stinks. Ch- chatter is getting pretty, pretty loud out there. Yeah. I mean, I acquired him in a dynasty league yesterday for like Devonte Adams and Austin Eckler. So like you can, it's, it's definitely the price is getting reduced. People think he's not that good. Um, I'll be the last person to admit that he's not that good. Like I definitely, like there's there's basically two schools of quarterback evaluation, right? You're either like a Ben Baldwin person or you're like a Steven Ruiz, 
person, right? Yeah, the, yeah. You know, I did a whole podcast about this with Kevin Cole. The I, I listened to this. It was it was great. Yeah, it was one of the best podcasts of the entire season. Yeah, ball, I loved ball it. knowers versus the nerds, and the nerds think Trevor Lawrence sucks, and the ball knowers are like, you guys just do not, you guys don't get it. Trevor Lawrence is good. Right, and this is maybe off brand for me, but like my quarterback evaluations are are far more aligned with the ball knowers. Yeah, you got it. No, I actually I'm totally with this. I've always been this way, where it's like I don't care what the data says. Jimmy G sucks. I don't care what EPA says. The 49ers are not winning the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. I'm totally with you on this. Yeah, so I love Trevor Lawrence. Um, and I I played him. I played him last week and that was fun. <laughs> um, but I'm going to try to go back to the well this week. I don't know that the Tennessee like pass funnel theory is like actually held up as much this year as in prior years. It just seems like they've kind of made games gross, but I- I'm still willing to buy into it a little bit. And I think, you know, it- it's always going to be easy to make the stack. I-, I guess my curiosity is, I'm staring at, at like, again, high ownership projections on everyone in Jacksonville. And do people just not care anymore? Like, do people not care that they scored three points last week and ruined everyone's DFS lineups? People are just like, yep, we're doing that again? Like, I don't know if I buy it. The public sentiment on Trevor Lawrence is horrendous. I, I buy that people will play Evan Ingram. You know, I buy that people will play Christian Kirk. Um, but are people really going to go and of all the games in the slate make Jacksonville Jaguars their game stack. Like I'm not, I'm not sure that I entirely um, believe it. So we'll, I'll, I'll be monitoring the ownership. If I think I can get like a Lawrence stack where all the pieces are, you know, 10% or under, I'm, I'm definitely going to be interested. Uh, that probably means it has to be Lawrence Kirk Ridley. I think Ingram is going to be very, very owned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I think right now what's funneling into that though, is that it's showing their all their targets and stuff with uh, Zay Jones out. And I, I think he's going to play. I think, I think he's back from this injury and I think he's not going to be arrested or suspended right. or anything. Um, I, I am not that interested in playing um, chalk Evan Ingram. I just, I just think he, he basically has no, uh, no ceiling at all. Yeah. He has the same stat line every week. He has like seven or eight targets, five catches, 50 yards. You know, like that's just, that's just what he does. He has like a very distinct role in the offense. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, for the Titans, are you interested <laughs> in, in Kyle Phillips or Hopkins? I, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, Hopkins is fine. His usage is great every week. It's just a matter of like, is their offense going to be good? If it's good, then he'll be good. And if it's horrible, then he won't be. Uh, I'll admit I'm, I'm staring at, a $6,300 big dog with 4% projected ownership. That has my attention. $6,300 big dog. I can never remember him being that cheap ever. And not owned, not, not at all owned. You can get like a, you can get a sub 5% $6,300 Derrick Henry. Like, in, unless you just think he's stonewashed. I think, I think you kind of have to take some shots at that. I mean, is he a better – is Derrick Henry at $6,300 a better play than Tony Pollard? I don't know, probably. Like Derrick Henry more certainly. Likely, yeah, more likely to score a 70-yard touchdown. I mean, look, in theory, Tony Pollard has a better floor, but he scored five points last week in a game that they scored 49, so not really. Um, Derrick Henry scored three points last week. He does not have a floor at all, right? Like the Tosh Spears probably has a higher floor, but yeah. – 
all, all you need with Henry is first quarter. He breaks a 65 yard touchdown run. Now they're leading. Now the big dog wants to eat and they'll let him eat. Right. Like, I just think this is a game. He's in the spot now where it really does feel like, you know, at the end of the first quarter, whether it's going to be a Henry game or not. Um, and if he's rolling and if they're ahead and, you know, then I think they're going to continue to ride him. And if not, it's just that they're not going to force it anymore. They don't have, you know, they actually have someone they trust and spears that if they're playing from behind, they can just rely on him uh, and they view him as a playmaker and they don't have to force Henry out there. But I, I think Henry is like actually a phenomenal play this week, especially if you do buy into the Jaguars are not that good then why couldn't this game be close? And if it's well, close, and the, then... And the, the BVP. I mean, Henry, Henry, I think his, like, career breakout game, it was that Thursday night game where he had the 90-yard yeah. touchdown with the stiff arm against the Jaguars. But, yeah, it's definitely – it's def- Derek Henry is a good correlation to Trevor Lawrence stinks and the Jaguars are overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. The Raiders at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I, I will not be playing any Josh Jacobs in tournaments. I, I don't – I don't really care. Um, the only Raiders I'm interested in are Devontae Adams and Michael Mayer. I think they're both fine plays. Mayer better, obviously, because he's cheaper. I, I might not end up clicking that much Adams because he is $200 less than Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup is like the best play uh, at wide receiver in the slate. What I will say is, the viewers can't see this, I am planting an imaginary flag mm-hmm. on uh, Devon. What does he want? A-chan? A-chan. 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 Yeah. Uh, I don't care what he's owned. I don't care. I just, he's I do not, not going to be that owned. Yeah. De- uh, De- Devin A. Chan probably going to play him on every team this week. I, I don't, what, what is, I guess his path to failure is they just say, you, I, I guess his reason path you to back failure, you're on a 15 snap count. Sure. That's his path to failure. Yeah. And if they don't do that, then he's going to smash. It's, it's the same thing as, I mean, right now, it's basically the identical to what we talked about last week when Gibbs was my flight plant, which was like, we have an offense that we know is going to produce a ton of points. They're in a great spot. We have a really talented running back at 6,600. We have another running back that, if that running back fails, will almost certainly succeed at 6,900. And because the because A-Chain is back, or A-Chan is back, no one wants to click Mostert, but also no one wants to click A-Chan. So it's like... One one of them's getting there. So I think for sure, like you should be clicking a lot of HN. And I think if you are have decided that you're not going to click HN, you should probably be clicking Mostert. I think if you're clicking neither, um, you're probably missing out on the chance to get 20 points from a sub 5% owned running back this week. So uh, I would definitely be clicking either of those. Um, Jalen Waddle, I think is a phenomenal play. I know I've done this a few times and it hasn't always been successful, but he's been like, Experiencing a lot of nagging injuries. I think the bye week is helpful for him. Great matchup. He's going to not be owned at 7,600. His teammate no, he's, is he's not 1,500. Be owned at all. His, seven, his teammate is like 2K more and is going to be 10 times the ownership. And I, I I will push back. I will play Devontae Adams. His target share with Aiden O'Connell is like mid 30s. Like it's unreal. Uh, basically, the only thing that has been keeping him back is if they are ahead or in close like all they want to do is run 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 they will not be ahead in this game most likely they will be playing from i think well behind the miami dolphins so i expect they're going to probably drop back to pass 35 to 40 times in this game and devon adams will probably see 12 to 15 targets if that's the case based on how they've been running with aiden o'connell so um one percent owned Devonte adams uh 35 target share against a 
fairly suspect defense, uh, negative game script. Yeah, I'm 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 in on that. Give me that. I believe Adams leads the NFL in targets per route run. I, I'm pretty pretty sure that's I, I true. Buy that. Yeah, I mean he's awesome. My Miami thoughts are you actually might end up getting a little bit of a discount on Tua stuff this week just because of the popularity of that Houston Arizona game and of Chicago Agreed. Detroit. Like like right now I'm seeing Tua at like seven percent. I mean that's probably wrong, but probably more like ten percent. Yeah. So if he's in somewhere between five and ten percent. With Waddle at, I don't know, let's call it nine. Yeah. No, he he will never be three because there's enough people like you and I that exist in the world that will just click him. Uh, And and honestly, I mean, like, I don't know, maybe this is something that the true Jake Myers, like minus 300 to flag plant him this week. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is, it is what it is. So, so I think that is a good combination and you've got your built-in bring back there with, with uh, $2,700 Michael Mayer who can fit in tight end because there's not a Dolphins tight end that you want to play so i that will definitely uh tua and waddle will be one of my uh single entry teams for sure uh all right the new york football giants against the washington commanders uh we've got the commies defense and brian robinson i i am not going to do the howl thing uh if you want to because the commanders just don't care and they throw the ball against anyone i got no issue with it that's just of the you know, I, I don't play 150 teams anymore, so I can't uh, cover all the bases. So I will not be doing the Howell thing. Um, yeah, that's all I got here. Um, I haven't decided yet if I'm doing the Howell thing. I usually play five teams. He might be one of them. Uh, I played, I mean, I, I played two Howell teams out of five teams last week. Uh, we'll see if I get there this week. I do think that they will pass on literally anyone. Um, it's not like you can't pass on the Giants as as Dak Prescott showed last week. Uh, the only issue is he's, he's become very difficult to stack. <laughs> like it was one thing when Curtis Samuel was out, but with Samuel back, it's like Clorin, Thomas, Samuel, Dotson. They're now involving the running backs more in the passing game. Like Antonio Gibson has a legitimate role. Brian Robinson had the weirdest 120 yard receiving game out of nowhere <laughs> last week. Like what the hell was that? So it, it becomes a struggle. Diami Brown plays, right? Like he rotates in. He got the big, uh, well, not game winning touchdown, but we thought it might be the game winning touchdown. Um, and you, you're not playing any Giants, that's for sure. Um, my, and I met a four on Twitter last week was Saquon Barkley running against the Dallas Cowboys defense with Tommy DeVito is like when you're just stoned out of your gourd and playing like a shooter game on the highest possible difficulty. And you just feel like there's people everywhere and you have no idea like how to, how to account for it. That's just Barkley, like running against 10 man boxes as people stuff it uh, against Tommy DeVito every week. So I don't know. I- I'm fine with the Howell thing. I don't think I would play anyone else from this game. Yep. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Well, Tommy's right. D. <laughs> Tommy's Yeah. Tommy's D uh, is awesome. All right. The Buccaneers at the 49ers. I was surprised by this spread. I, I really was. I did not think the Buccaneers would have like a, a what, a 16-point team total or whatever. I mean, the Buccaneers are fine throwing the ball. You know, Mike Evans, grown-ass man. Seems like the Chris Godwin faders were uh, were mostly correct. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you got your usual suspects here. Purdy uh, with Debo or Ayuk. I, I would not double stack Purdy because I just don't think that's how the 49ers offense works. I guess you could do... Purdy McCaffrey and then one of the three pass catchers but I would not I 
I would not do Purdy and Kittle and Ayuk or Purdy and Kittle. And I just don't, that, to me, that's not how the 49ers offense functions. No, usually when I stack Purdy, and I, I, did, I did a pretty team this last week too. Um, usually it's, I do Purdy, McCaffrey and one. Um, so Purdy, McCaffrey, Ayuk or Purdy, McCaffrey, Debo. Um, yeah, I think it's fine. I don't know if I'll get there. There's other good spots this week. So we'll see. Um, Kind of depend. I would do it if it's if I think it's going to be pretty loaned, but I'm not sure. Um, it will de- do, will definitely it will definitely be low owned. What 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 do we take from the 49ers defense last week? Because they've been kind of mediocre for the whole year. Where you know last week I thought I was being sharp, where it was like, oh, like people think the 49ers defense is really good. It's actually pretty average. I'm just going to play all these Jaguars stacks and like not so good. Um, you know, do you, can you play like is Mike Evans and Chris Goblin? Like, no one's going to play them at all, right? Rashad White probably even is not going to be that owned. Like, I, I feel like I feel like probably just the way to do it is you stack the Niners and you pick one as a bring back, right? But I, I don't know that I would like play them as one offs. Yes, I I probably can't get to I can't get to anyone in this game. It, it's just I don't know. There's too many more appealing. Like I would rather build any combination of Chicago Detroit stuff than this. Like the, the odds of this game turning into a shootout are so low to me. Maybe, I mean, Debo, I will always play like a 3% on Debo, but I also have just been so directionally inaccurate uh, with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Like I might as well continue being uh, directionally inaccurate with yeah. them. Luckily what I do for like four years running is I always play Mike Evans and I never play Chris Godwin. So I don't have to tilt about like which one I'm right about. I just, I'm right some of the time and then I'm wrong the other time. Like my, my career ownership of these two players is probably like, like 95% Mike Evans and 5% Chris Godwin. Cause like, if I'm given the choice between the two, I would just never click the one who runs seven yard routes. who I don't think is good. And I would always click the grown ass man. See, I'm I'm the uh, I'm the exact opposite. I I've always been a Godwin boy. Well, I was an Evans guy for a long time, and then once he turned 28, I was like, "See you, Mike. You know, <laughs> it's, it's it's over. It's over for you." I don't want to play with you anymore, Mike Evans. Yeah. Uh, all right. The New York Football Jets at the Buffalo Bills. My my terrible take on this whole cast was James Cook. It where the Bills like. <laughs> I mean, one, the Bills cannot Back lose from the this dead game. narrative. If if the Bills if the Bills lose this game, I think McDermott might I think well, I think McDermott might get fired if they lose yeah, this game. Yeah, he will certainly get fired. Um, and I think we will I mean they're like Stefan Diggs was posting on Instagram, like, you know, just like hating on on the coaching staff. I, I don't remember what the exact phrase was. I think it was like he he told Josh Allen he needed the ball and then someone said put on a Broncos jersey or something. Yeah. Like I think that was fake. Oh god damn it! Well, it's way funnier if it's real. It's way it might be real. Let's real. just believe it's real. I don't know. I don't know for sure it's fake. The the Cook thesis would be he's the only guy with any burst in their backfield. Like no disrespect yeah. to Leonard. I think you'll think Fournette will probably be active for this game. I which, agree. So James Cook ownership like probably sub one percent on DraftKings.com. Yep. But the thing, I mean, he fumbled. And they banished him to the shadow realm. They, by the way, for those keeping track at home, they scored zero points while James Cook was on the bench on those drives. They converted to zero <laughs> points. Uh, he he ended up with twelve carries for one hundred and nine yards. Twelve carries for one hundred and nine yards for in a game and including another fumble that bounced into his arms. Yeah, 
Yeah. No, I, like, I, it's, it's, it's a truly terrible take, but my thought would be McDermott back against the wall. He's sitting there. He's like, I got to save my job. I cannot lose to the Jets this week. I think he might go a weird direction, which is I can't trust Josh Allen. If I let Josh Allen drop back 45 times in this game, he's going to make me look stupid. He's going to throw three dumb picks. Oh, I agree. I think that most coaches, especially a defensive head coach, like if you put a defensive head coach with their back against the wall and you're like, what do you want to do for all the marbles? He says, I formation halfback dive <laughs> like that's like ultimately that's the personality of every coach no matter how progressive so no I matter think how that... like forward thinking it's like at the end of the day there's nothing they want to do more than line up and punch you in the face with a running back and and I I mean I have to think like I don't love Sean McDermott I think he's like a, a entirely average head coach like I Bill's, think he's like the Bill's 16th best head him. coach in the NFL every Bill yeah, fan I, I know hates him true um and i i don't know like i think like my take on mcdermott is is like like if they fired him that's fine like i don't think he's the straw that stirs the drink like it's very clearly josh allen um i don't think he adds much i also don't think he's like a catastrophically bad coach or anything but i I do think that he is is definitely no different than most head coaches in that like at the end of the day he probably just wants to establish the run so I agree. I think that I think that James Cook is a phenomenal play, and and he's got to think like, no no matter how old school he is, he has eyes, right? Like he can watch Latavius Murray and James Cook and be like, one of these things is not like the other, right? I so I think your I think your fundamental thing is right, which is he would like to line up in the I formation with Reggie Gilliam as the fullback and run. Yes. And I think that's true. And so my read is, well, you got to do that with James Cook. You cannot do that with Latavius Murray. When if you lose this game, you're literally getting fired. Yeah. Yeah. I so agree. that's I that's the take. Us. That's the take. I will play I'll probably play James Cook in the spy. And when he gets five points, you guys can all point and laugh and be like, you're an idiot. Why are you playing 0.6% owned plays in the spy? But it is Davis, I'll ride with you. I'll be yeah. playing James Cook. Uh, I, I don't think I have it in me to play Brees here. $6,400 oh. Garrett Wilson. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's the issue is that Garrett Wilson, like his ceiling is entirely theoretical because actually his ceiling is just nine for 90 um which is fine um yeah i don't know i, I can't i can't do this shit anymore with zach wilson garrett wilson I, by the I way i can't believe he's still why is joe flacco not the quarterback of the jets i, I don't know well, why is trevor like, simeon not quarterbacking why are you not the quarterback like why, why, like, why? okay seriously why did they not trade for Jameis winston i mean Jameis winston would have this is a 11 win team with james Jameis winston easily easily like like if, if people don't want to watch Sunday Night Football this week, uh, you can watch the Grey Cup and you will see two better quarterbacks than Zach Wilson. Like it's so it's frustrating. By the way, one of the more frustrating plays this whole season, Garrett Wilson would have had the best catch of all time if Tyler Conklin didn't play defensive back on that Hail Mary. Like if Tyler Conklin just fucked off, Garrett Wilson would have had a catch on a Hail Mary to win a game running across the end zone and leaping over a defender. Like he fully had it in his hands. And then Conklin, like, anyway, that tilted me. But uh, 
Yeah, I'll play. I'll I'll play James Cook. I don't. Are you gonna play like Josh Allen stacks? I think I will not. I will. I will not. And if I'm wrong, you know, again, whatever. He's so expensive. There's other I expensive guys I like more. And I don't really want to play Diggs either. I guess Kincaid is probably a pretty strong play. Like he just is. He just he is, is eating sure. a lot. He's eating a lot of volume. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think I, that the squeaky wheel here. applies to Diggs, or do you think that they're just sick of his shit? No, no, it totally applies. It totally applies to Diggs. I, I, I 100% believe it applies to Diggs because they're they are they are so bad at wide receiver that like if he doesn't want to be on the team next year, right. they are so <laughs> fucked. I mean, they are. <laughs> That's true. They are looking at a wide receiver room of of Khalil Shakir, Trent Sherfield, uh, you know, a second round pick next year probably because all the good wide receivers are going to be gone by the time. Right, well, because Gabe Davis actually, will be getting fifty four million dollars from the Carolina Panthers. Right. Well, actually, I didn't even think about this, but if the Bills miss the playoffs, they're just like taking uh, Malik Neighbors or whatever. They're actually they're actually fine probably. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, they are. So I I I think that I think that is I think that I think I buy it. I mean, in terms of the expensive wide receivers, though, the thing is. I prefer Lamb, I prefer Tyreek, and I prefer St. Yeah. Brown, and I prefer Cup, and I prefer Adams. So it's like, how do you, yeah. you know, you only have, uh, you don't have, you don't have an infinitely uh, divisible number of teams. All right, the but final for that game, reason, you'll get them at whatever, you'll get them at zero percent ownership. Yeah, right now I see Diggs projected for three percent. So that that ETR has at zero point five. And that and I think that's actually probably closer <laughs> to to true. Honestly, like I just don't, I do not yeah. think he will get owned. Uh, all right, the final game, low-key, this might be the game where you're like, oh, dude, my teams are so good. I'm shipping everything. And then Cooper Cup comes, and Puka Nakua comes, and Daryl Henderson comes, and Kenneth Walker comes, and Tyler Lockett comes, and Metcalf comes. Like, I actually could see this being – so uh, in the past, these Rams-Seahawks games when Russ was the quarterback, they used to be these gross – it would be 13 to nine somehow, you know, and no one, and, mm-hmm. and teams that they'd be getting in fights. They'd be, they'd be punching <laughs> each other on the sideline. I actually can see this so going the other way. Like Kenneth Walker rips off a huge touchdown in the first half. Uh, you know, Cooper cup has 60 yards in the first quarter or whatever. Like I, I, I see some low key high key, maybe shootout potential here between these two teams actually. Yeah, I don't know. The Rams, the Rams are that team that you you watch and you always feel like they're moving the ball, and then they have 13 points. Uh, and the Seahawks are also that team. <laughs> so um, I, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. It's a fine spot. Uh, I think Walker is a pretty good play. People are out on Walker. Um, you yeah, know that I'm not. They didn't get the thesis to begin with, including you. You still you still struggle to get I, what you're going. Oh, tell I don't me right like now, Ken Walker. Yeah, you're gonna tell me right now Charbonnet played more, and I'm I'm gonna say, brother, the thesis is home runs. I don't care about single no, doubles. I this care is about not actually runs. what I was gonna tell you. Look, I like I I freely admit I dislike this player, but like I know that the market has gotten soft because I was I, I was given a trade proposal and I had to trade I traded Zay Flowers for him in Dynasty this week, and I, oh, I like never easy. rostered. I like never rostered Ken Walker in Dynasty. Like he's like one of my least favorite players in the NFL. And I, I now traded for him in Dynasty. So I know that the tide is turning when I'm just getting unprompted, unsolicited offers, people selling their Ken Walkers to me in Dynasty. So um I think he's a fine play this week. You're you're right about the thesis. The thesis is that he is either going to score a 70-yard touchdown or he isn't. Last week he did. Last week he scored a 64-yard receiving touchdown. Um 
So he could do that this week. Absolutely. Uh, JSN, I, I saw you and uh, Sam were getting into the eye test debate over whether JSN is good. Oh, we got into uh, me, Karain, Sam, and Gretch got into a like 300 Discord message argument about, about JSN, to which I ultimately said, he is Jerry Juby. Uh, Reeves, Reeves oh, made the comp. Oh, no. Oh, Reeves that's made so the comp. good. Oh, Reeves made the comp. No. And I was like, you know what? I can't unsee it now. Where Uber oh. Elite Prospect went to, a, went to a Blue Blood school, had a really Fuck. good prospect profile, but not completely unassailable. Fuck. And every day that CJ Stroud, you know, proves that he is him, makes it more likely. And then... I had never heard this before. Sam dug this up. I mean, we are so deep in the weeds. He dug up. Damn this... it. That's so good. Oh, I hate it. I hate how good that is. So he dug up this article that in the, the famous JSN game, the 303 game in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, they didn't Utah, have any corners. Utah was down to playing their backup running back at cornerback because they had yeah. no, they had no, which I did not know. I, I didn't know. Oh, I remember that, that from prospect season. That was a big talking point. In the yeah. I didn't remember streets. that as part of JSN lore. And, and I think the easiest argument and it's what everyone said, which is that if he was really the guy, we would have seen a couple of the flashes, even I think even at this point, you're literally band. quoting me to me on this show. Yeah. Like that was my exact Twitter reply to Sam. Yep. And I and I think you're I think you're right. I, I think that is exactly right, which is that if JSN was, you know, Jamar Chase, whatever level, Tyreek level, you know, Uber, like you there would have been three plays where you were like, holy shit, there's nothing you could do with that guy. And now most of the time I find myself watching Seahawks games, watching Tyler Lockett catching passes and then checking the jersey number to see if it was actually JSN, you know, where it's like it's like it's not it's not great. It's not great. Yeah, like I think he'll be a fine player, but uh, I mean, all that being said, will you play him at forty three hundred dollars? For oh, me, for sure. yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I will play Cooper Cobb. I'll also play Puka Nakua. Um, I think this is probably a game that I like do a one and a one with other stuff, right? Like I don't think I'll actually play Geno or Stafford. No, no, this is, uh, you play, you play, uh, Kyler, you play Levis, you play Fields. Um, fields, that's a fields, great one, because you really need to stack them. Fields, Cup, JSN, or Lockett, or Metcalf, uh, yeah, yeah, that feels, that feels like a good way to play this. I also, I also, uh, love the Cooper Cup, Kenneth Walker mini correlation as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. Um, all right. Let's get out of here. Let's uh let's plant some flags. What is your what is your flag plant this week? Uh it's an uncomfortable flag plant. Um look, last week our flag the flag plant went really well. So I'm I'm gonna give you a flag plant that will score two points this week. But uh give me the sixty three hundred dollar four percent owned Derek Henry. Uh people have given up on him. Bad matchup. Are you worried about Roy Robertson Harris uh clogging up the middle of the Jacksonville defense? I don't care. Uh, I think this is going to be a spot where you have a running back with a very high ceiling, very low ownership. People are going to want to play some of the lower stuff on the other side. And I think you can either work in Henry as the bring back to your Jacksonville stack. If he has like the 70 yard touchdown run that speeds up the game, or you can approach it as I'm fading everybody on the Jacksonville side. I'm just going to play Derek Henry and the Titans defense and Jacksonville socks. Lawrence socks. I think he works in either scenario. Um, so give me, give me Derek Henry this week. Uh, yeah, I can't, 
It's fine. It's fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do. Uh, Mister. He's like the uh, same price as James Cook. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna flag plant. Uh, a chain. A chan at nice. sixty six hundred dollars against the Las Vegas Raiders and. Once more into the breach, my brothers, we are we are gonna go Quentin Johnston with I mean, everyone is dead around him. If he if he does not get 19 DraftKings points here, like it like Jover does not begin to describe it against uh against this Green Bay Packers team. Like if 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 uh Darius Davis outscores him here, come on, come on. Like the like, trade tra- trade Quentin Johnson for a 2024 third round pick or whatever. Like it 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 is not it is not happening for QJ. Uh all right, guys, we're getting out of here. Uh make sure that you are subscribed to Thinking About Thinking, and I will be back with Reeves tomorrow later. BP added more than $70 billion to the US economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.